This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. In today's episode, I am interviewing my best friend, Juliana Bernini. She was an international student at NC State, which is where we met, and she moved from Costa Rica all the way to Raleigh, North Carolina. So talk about a culture shock at 18 years old. She moved by herself. She knew no one at NC State. And her story is just really, really cool. And I feel like a lot of people actually can relate to it. I feel like I have a lot of international viewers that may be born in a different country and move to the United States, or they're just born in a different country and they listen over there. But I feel like at the end of the day, it's very, very relatable to a lot of people. But I don't see a lot of content that is talking about the struggles coming from another country to the United States and dealing with the culture shock. But Julie and I actually met in our sorority and it's funny because we were talking about it and saying how me and her are both probably the least sorority quote unquote type of girls out there. We are not very big into Greek life and we both ended up dropping actually the exact same day. But I was her big and she was my little. And it's just so funny because we would have never, like we always forget that we met through Greek life. Um, But yeah, that's how we met actually and again, like I said, we're not very the typical like sorority girls, quote unquote, but we did meet through our sorority. So that is a good thing that came out of it. I wanted to thank the reviewer of the week because your reviews seriously mean the world to me. And I just want to thank you so much for that because I don't know, I just feel like it takes so much effort out of your day to go to the podcast app and actually review my podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of the positive comments. And this comment is coming from just a jumble of letters so i'm not even gonna try saying it but it says she spends so much time putting together the interview questions and making sure every podcast feels like you're in the room having a conversation with natalie she's a very personable loves to interact with her listeners and the content slash topics are never boring thank you so much because as a content creator that's a fancy word for saying (laughs) for a title of what i do it's really hard to constantly come up with ideas and ask people to be on your podcast and 
and try not to be repetitive so thank you for finding my content interesting and if you guys want to join the private facebook page or you guys can follow us on instagram at the real real podcast then you can let me know what you guys want to see because i really do read those and i take those into account because again i'm doing this podcast for you so please 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 let me know what you guys want to see and the whole point of my podcast is yes it is interview style but i don't want it to be a formal interview i literally want it to be like you're having a conversation with a friend which is exactly what this episode is it is a conversation with a friend and i hope that you guys feel like you guys are in the same room as us and i hope that you guys like that do you like the more formal ones do you like the more casual ones let me know. I don't want to ramble for too much longer because there is too much goodness in this episode with Julie, so we are just going to get right into it. Welcome to the Real Real Podcast with Natalie Barbu. Instagram might be your highlight reel, but we're here to talk about the real real. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hi, Natalie. So we are just going to jump right into setting the record straight, which is where I talk about some assumptions and stereotypes, and then you tell me if they're true, if they're false, and just based on your experiences, kind of share what your thoughts are on it. All right, sounds great. So the first one is that it is hard to make friends as an international student. Um, I definitely think it is hard. I mean, when I got to NC State, I did not know anyone. Mm -hmm. But just the fact that now you have Facebook and all the social media where you can just go and join a group where for the school and your class here, I think that made it a lot easier for me and I already had my roommates that I chose online when I got there so they helped me meet a lot of people and I definitely think uh, joining a sorority helped me a lot so it was hard and I did get lonely sometimes but it's doable yeah yeah I feel like with Facebook it makes it really easy because like you said you don't just have kind of random roommates like you got to message them and exactly and they were like they knew other people and then like I just like starting meeting people by default so I feel like it worked out um but if I wouldn't have known my roommates at all I think that would have made it a lot harder yeah so and there is a language barrier when you move to a new country yes so I have been speaking English since I was three years old so for me the language part wasn't as hard as the slang Mm -hmm. and like just like it was really hard like sometimes they would just like refer to things from North Carolina or like people and do like southern slang that I would get very lost like what do you remember I can't remember right now but um for example I didn't know what ratchet meant and they would say it a lot and I was just like I have no idea what that means (laughs) and then I was a little embarrassed of asking because then they would realize that I had been lost for the entire conversation and things like that (laughs) so that was a little of a struggle And for example, like sometimes in my tests, I remember thinking like, I don't know if I'm doing what they're asking for because I didn't know one word or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but I don't know, like the language in general, I mean, obviously I'm fluent in it, but I always had like some struggles. Um, I remember at first I would go to bed at like six because I was so tired from speaking another language all day because even though I went to an American school and spoke English for eight hours a day or whatever, like I got home and English wouldn't even cross my mind. Yeah. So that is really different. It was. That is, yeah. I feel like you're English now. Do you still think in Spanish? No, I count in Spanish though, which is really weird. My mom does too. Yeah. Yeah, she still counts in Spanish. So that's a little weird, I think, just because, especially for like basic math, I just like need to do it in Spanish. Yeah. But also, I grew up watching movies in English with subtitles in English. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that has made everything really easy because for entertainment, for example, I've always done English. Yeah, I've always read books in English, not Spanish. So I don't know, like, 
that sense wasn't as hard as more like just conversations where like people would talk fast or have accents or yeah I would feel like they would get annoyed at me a little bit if I was like what and they would they would repeat it again and I was like and they were like and then I was like uh what and then they were like nothing and I was yeah. like okay <laughs> yeah no that's hard though yeah it's hard it's totally different because like you said when you go home you normally speak Spanish and now you still spoke English when you went home yeah and there was a culture shock moving to the United States uh yes what was the biggest culture shock? Um, I think um, probably the way that people interact. Like, um, honestly, like when I was back home, I was just like in, a, in my safe zone. Like I lived with my parents and Costa Rica is such a small country that when you go to college, you still live with your parents. Mm-hmm. And like you always just have like that safe haven. Like, And I came here and I didn't have that. And then I was used to, you know, like, in Hispanic countries, especially in Central America, like people have like help in their houses, like maids and stuff. And I came here and I just felt like everything was on me. And that mm-hmm. was really hard for me. Like, um, so that was kind of like a culture shock in that sense. And whenever I would mention like, oh yeah, like we had a maid, people would be like, what? It's not common here. I feel like, well, okay, in Central America, from my experience being there, there's not really a middle class. So it's... I mean, the middle class there is, but it's not like the United States middle no. class. Yeah, so no. I feel like even the people that are considered middle class or whatever, they still have help in their house. They still have maids. They still yes. have, you know, because if you have any, if you're just not poor, poor then you do. Yes, 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that was really hard for me, just like all of a sudden being completely responsible of everything I did. Like, I just wasn't used to that. And... I think another thing too is just like just interaction with people like in Costa Rica people are very warm and we don't really know what like personal space means Mm -hmm. and I remember like my roommate uh was laying in her bed one day and I just came back from class and laid in her bed with her and she was like what are you doing really yeah and I was like I was like oh sorry no I was just like can I lay with you and she was like I guess you know but it was just like really awkward and I was like I guess like that's not normal here you know like it just I don't know it took some adjustments um, the food is really different, and then the language, the music, I mean, everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. And school is a lot harder in the U.S. So, I wouldn't say school is a lot harder in the U.S. I can't really compare it college because um, I only went to college here, yeah. so I don't really know how, to, how would I compare that. But So, my freshman year of high school, I came to the United States for a semester. And it was pretty similar just because I went to an American school. Mm-hmm. But if you were to do the public system school in Costa Rica, it would be completely different. Like, they, I don't think someone that went to public school could... I don't want to say that they couldn't do it, but I just think it would be a lot harder for them. Like, they don't receive every class in, in English, and mm-hmm. they don't have, like, IB or anything like that. So the program is not as advanced or as, like... Yeah. Like, good. So, yeah, I mean in some senses it is harder and it is an adjustment and you know like it's just different like the education honestly it's just different the way they target everything and yeah so it was just a shock for me because I went from just high school classes and stuff to like really like hard classes in college and then everything in English and like you know a professor in a class of 500 students is not going to stop for me because I didn't understand what he said exactly yeah Especially freshman year when you do have classes that have 500 people in it. <laughs> yeah, and mine were like chemistry and all those classes where I was like, this is hard. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're hard classes in general. And sometimes it would be hard for me because some professors were from other countries and they had accents too. So it would be even harder for me to understand because they were talking in English in their own accents. Yeah. So I would get a little lost. But I mean, it was very helpful that like we had like online like videos of the classes mm-hmm. and like I always started to like sit down next to like someone that was like I knew was like just like smart and like from here that I could just like ask for help and yeah, I don't know I, I always think like making connections will always help you so I always try to do that and I mean I'm here now I graduated yeah, so you made it <laughs> I survived Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heirs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz-free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet, Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. 
Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. And I wanted to take a second to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit literally every type of lifestyle. Their meal plans include keto, paleo, balanced living, and plant-powered that all contain a variety of organic ingredients. And Green Chef lets you choose from a ton of easy-to-follow lifestyles and recipes that are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you as you're cooking. And the ingredients are all pre-measured and perfectly portioned, so it makes it so, so easy and less wasteful of food. With Green Chef, you can switch up your meal plan whenever you're ready to find a new way to eat, and the high quality and clean ingredients ensures that you're always going to feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. I've tried vegan, I've tried the omnivore, I love the vegan one because even though I'm not vegan, sometimes I just want to eat vegan and make sure that I'm getting enough nutrients, so I know that Green Chef has healthier meals, so I always opt for that because it just it makes it easy to follow a vegan lifestyle, but I've also tried the omnivore one, and I've also done the family plan one for that, and my family is obsessed with it. We had a family meal, sat down at the dinner table, we all helped cook. It was so, so nice, and it just made it kind of like a bonding experience, which was really nice, and my favorite dish so far has been the Moroccan chicken with the apricot sauce. Oh my gosh, literally makes my mouth water thinking about it. It was so, so, so good. (laughs) They make cooking so easy, so let Green Chef do the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week. I have a coupon code for you guys to use, so for a total of $75 off, which is $25 off each of your first three boxes, go to greenchef.com slash real 75 real is spelled r-e-a-l 75 so for 75 dollars off which is 25 dollars off each of your first three boxes go to greenchef.com slash real 75 that's greenchef.com slash real 75 thank you green chef for sponsoring this podcast and now let's just get back into it and you get homesick a lot i did i still do like mm-hmm. i really do i try to talk to my parents every day and if I don't it's like a weird day and I just sometimes just miss you know like the smell of my house even like I miss my dogs I smell I miss my food and I miss my entire family I miss I used to even feel like I missed my car at some point yeah (laughs) that's not even like an option anymore but I just I definitely got homesick especially in the winter I had never had seasons in my life so that was really hard for me and my friends and just like yeah, like I've never felt like at home in college. Mm-hmm. I but when I go back home, I'm like, yeah, I'm home. Does that yeah. make sense? Like, do you feel more at home now living here? I know you just moved here, so probably not. But so I think now I've had stuff for four years that I like recognize as my own, and now that you know, like I'm not in a college apartment. Just like my apartment in college. I mean, you live there too. It just wasn't like homey at no, all. No, it wasn't. It always felt temporary. Like I could never imagine living there and living there permanently you know even for me I never lived there through a summer and I feel like even a summer there would be weird exactly like it was just very like I know I'm here because I have to get through college 
now at least I feel like in my new apartment I am making it my home yeah so it feels yeah it feels good you know like but I definitely I got really really homesick a lot I mean my freshman year after three months I wanted to give up I crawled I remember one night I was talking to you and I'm like it's gonna be okay because you were crying about missing your family yeah like yeah I called my mom so many times and I was like mom I want to go back like I don't want to do this anymore and my mom was like Julie you were this was your dream that's how you like yeah. that's why you're there so we're not gonna let you give up on that because you're homesick or because you're having trouble meeting people I know you're gonna succeed and my mom was just very supportive but also didn't let me give up and honestly I think it was like the best thing she could have ever done yeah yeah no that's so nice and now just tell us a little bit about yourself so where you grew up where you went to school your major everything like that all right um so I grew up in San Jose Costa Rica which is in Central America, not an island. Um, and I, that's funny because I actually feel like your mom said that in the, her podcast. <laughs> but um, because people, I think, just kind of think every country in Central America it might be an island. <laughs> I know, and people really confuse Costa Rica with Puerto Rico, so mm-hmm. uh, that's another. But um, honestly, it was a great place to grow up. Like I grew up going to the beach every weekend and just like with my family and um, warm all year long like it was just really nice and then I went to an American high school but our high schools are like it's not like we have a separate high school middle school and lower school like everything was together so I just had like constant friends and that was great and then I decided to come to college in the United States so I moved here and um this I am a food well I graduated in food science with a concentration in technology which is the more like the engineering side it's more like food packaging, food safety, like mm-hmm. quality assurance. And then I minored in nutrition and I actually have taken like some like certifications as well. So obviously I like food. I mean, everything about food is just like what I like, like um, knowing the nutritional values. I like learning about it. I like about food safety. I am very aware of everything and I love cooking too so it's just like I feel like I'm right up my alley in that sense um I will say food science was just not exactly what I thought it was gonna be but I was like already three years in when I was like I don't know if this is what you know like so I finished it and I'm happy I did and then who knows where I'll end up honestly but for now I'm happy and where did you move to after college so I went to college in North Carolina I think I just mentioned that and I just moved to New York. I live in Yonkers, which is like 20 minutes away from the city. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually right next to the Bronx, but um, it takes me 27 minutes to get to Grand Central, so like really close. Um, and I love it. I'm so happy. Like, um, I mean, New York really City nice is, place. yeah. And New York City is just, I mean, there's endless opportunities. You know, like um, my dad said something to me the other day. He was just like, you live in the greatest city of all. Like, that is amazing. And I was like, honestly, you're right. Like, yeah, he is right. <laughs> you yeah. live in the best city. So, yeah, I'm so happy that she's here in the city. I'm so excited for that. her to, like, I don't know, for me to move here and her <laughs> to be here. And why did you come to school in the U.S.? So, I think, honestly, it's just a very popular thing to do. In my high school, at least, mm-hmm. uh, I think half of my class came to school in the really? U.S. Did yeah. anyone else come to North Carolina? No. But a girl in the class below me went to Chapel Hill, and okay. a boy in, my, in the, my, the class above me went to Elon. So I mean, yeah, um, there were a couple people, but no Where one. Where most people go? I feel like just the popular schools, like 
uh, Northeastern or Babson. They, Costa Ricans love Boston. That's crazy that Babson is popular because Babson is such a small school. I know. And so the fact that it's like a popular school anywhere just surprises me because of how small it is. People in Costa Rica love it. I mean, there's like so many people from I mean, my high school. It's a great school. school, but it's so tiny. I know. I know. Like, and pe- I'm telling you, like, I know like 10 people that have graduated from there. Like, it's crazy. That's so weird. A lot of people went to, um, well, I know a couple of people that went to Pepperdine. And then uh, I'm starting to think of like my best friends, like, one of my best friends went to a really small school in um, Pennsylvania. It's called Duquesne, so it's like just smaller. And then one of my other friends went to TCU in Texas, Texas mm-hmm. Christian. So I don't know, like, you know, everyone yeah, went everywhere. Some people went to, like, one of my other best friends is in Italy. You know, like, I mean, just people like to go abroad. I think it's just like part of our culture at this point. Like, we're not, yeah. we want to get out of like our small country and just kind of like explore the world. Yeah. And then a lot of people come back, some don't. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And what other places were you looking besides NC State? Because I feel like North NC State is so random. So I actually applied to a lot of schools. I think I applied to 11. Yeah, that's a lot. So I applied to a lot because I just didn't know, you know, and like, um, I honestly applied to like different majors in different schools, which is kind of funny. Like, so I applied to Chapel Hill, but they didn't have the major that I wanted. So I applied undecided. Mm -hmm. And then I applied actually to Rutgers, which is like in New Jersey. Oh, okay, yeah. And then Ohio State, uh, FIU, which is like, I love Miami. Like, I feel like people in Costa Rica just like love Florida in general. So it just seemed really nice. Um, I applied to Elon. I applied to, uh, my gosh, I literally, this was a long time ago. I know, don't, isn't it crazy? I mean, even for me, when people are like, oh, when did you graduate college? I'm like, oh yeah, I just graduated. I'm like, wait. I did not just graduate. I graduated last year. There was a whole other class that graduated after me. What? I know. I just, like, sometimes it's just so weird. Like, when I think of, like, I, even yesterday when I was, like, getting ready to go to bed and I was like, Natalie, like, I can't believe we're, like, adults. It's so weird. I know. <laughs> but, um. We're, like, actually adults. Yeah, like. There's nothing else to look forward to. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm kidding. Just more responsibilities yeah. to look forward to. Yeah. That's funny. I know. Um. So yeah, but the the reason why I ended up in North Carolina wasn't because it wasn't necessarily because I was like, oh my god, NC State is like my dream school, but it was more because my grandma actually married an American and that she lived in Charlotte almost my entire childhood. So I really wanted to be close to someone, and then mm-hmm. I was that actually my final two schools were Michigan State and NC State, and the main reason why I didn't pick Michigan State was one, the cold weather. Cold weather. I thought that was gonna be like a really big shock for me. Yeah. Two, it was just so far away. It was like three fl- flights away. I had to make yeah. like three connections. So I was like, oh, I don't know. And yeah. then I didn't have any family. Like, I mean, when I was at NC State, for example, like people would go for Thanksgiving to their families and I would have like probably been alone in Michigan. Yeah. So at least I had somewhere to go at NC State. And then, I don't know. I mean, I made friends and my friends always invited me to their place. And even, I mean, you. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, I always felt like I had somewhere to go. But I think that was the main reason why I chose NC State. And they also had food science, which was what I was, like, leaning towards. So why were you leaning towards food science? Like, what made you choose that? So I originally wanted to be a chef. But then um, I had, like, my parents, like, encouraged me to do something else before chef. And then do chef kind of, like, as a um, master's, even. Mm-hmm. Because it was, like, a smaller major, like, shorter major and, like, stuff. So... 
I was like, okay, like, what is the most similar major that I can find to, you know, like culinary arts? And I found food science and my dad is a doctor. And actually like my uncle, almost all my uncles are too. And my uncle was like, hey, Julie, like, how do you feel about food science? In Spanish, it's tecnología de alimentos. So food science slash engineering. And I was like, honestly, I haven't even looked into it. Like, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then I looked into it and I was like, I mean, I'm good at these things. I've always been good at science. It had to do with getting to know food to another level. Yeah. And I felt like that was just going to open my world, you know, like because I already had such a big interest in food and like just the biological and chemical reactions and everything. Like, so I was like, I think I would really enjoy this. Um, I don't do have to say, though, like at 17 years old, I don't didn't even know what I was signing up for. I mean, I feel like no one does. I, 18, 17, you're so young. You were so young. And Natalie, like, I remember, like, I got to, like, my, like, the list of all the classes I had to take, like, whatever the credits. And I was like, I'm going to have to take, like, 15 labs. Yeah. I had been to, like, three labs in high school, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I was just barely. like. Barely. Those don't even really count. Those I, are, like, nothing. I know. It's just, like. I feel like also in college, you don't get into your major classes until, like, your junior year. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, you just did all the, like, what are they called? Genets. Yeah, genets. Um, for your, like, major without even knowing anything, like. Yeah. I remember, like, my sophomore year, I went home, and my mom was like, have asked me questions about, like, GMOs and all that stuff, and I was like, Mom, I've taken what food science class? I have no idea. She was like, what? I know. You have to take so many gen eds. I feel like school should do something where you, like, shadow a student for a day, like an older student, so you know what you're signing up for. Yeah. Because you really have no idea. No, not at all. I mean, all my super hard engineering classes that were, like, junior, senior year, uh, I mean, they were miserable. Yeah, and you, I feel like I remember thinking, like, the end of my junior year, I was like, really didn't know that this was going to be my major. (laughs) like I don't even know how to explain it like all of a sudden I was like in a food chemistry class learning about like molecules with food and I was like when I thought of food science I really didn't think of this like you know like I was like I thought that it was gonna be like learning how to like change a a fruit color you know like and then all of a sudden I was like learning like the reaction that like fruits have when you like put them in a container with different chemicals and I was like wow yeah. I mean, no joke, I was lost for, like, half of the semester in that class, so... Oh, I, I've been there. <laughs> but, um... Do you regret it? No, no, no. Do you no, wish no. that you did something else? Definitely not, because I am definitely in the industry that I want to be in. Yeah. I don't know if, like, quality assurance is going to be what I want to do forever. Yeah, you know, it's a good foot in the door, and it's, yes. like, a good first job, too. It, exactly. Like, I'm happy with my quality assurance job, and... I feel like quality assurance or QA is the most common first job that was what um I was basically doing QA at my first yeah yeah and I feel like we were both kind of like engineers so I feel like you were doing it for like more like your like technological engineering or whatever that was and I was doing it more for like the food Food, industry yeah but um yeah no I mean it's definitely I mean it's a learning process and I am in the industry that I want to be in and I think I just want to grow potentially and through different branches like more of like the nutrition side and more of like and you learned you did minor in nutrition too. yes so that is like you did learn a lot about that exactly I don't I don't regret it at all but mm-hmm. if I had to go back to school right now I really don't know if I would pick that I don't even know what I would pick that's always what I say if I were to go back to school and this is never to deter people from going into industrial engineering because I recommend it to people if they are interested in it 100% I recommend all 
engineerings to people because I think that not only I mean so many people always ask me you're not doing anything in your major like why did you choose that if you could go back would you change it what did you even use from your major and for me what industrial engineering really taught me was that it taught me so much like logical thinking first of all it taught me to be a smarter person in general I feel like my work ethic is so much stronger because of it and now when I am in difficult situations and I can't understand something I know that that doesn't mean oh I just don't get it like there's a solution to it which I don't know I think that I that taught me so much in my classes and honestly I completely agree with even my major you know yeah. and I think school prepares you with like knowledge you know but like it does not prepare you for your job and I think yeah. you can choose different routes in your jobs but yeah. it at least you know prepared you in all those things that you said like determination and like patience and like and you learned a lot about that field so you oh my gosh you're not going in blind but no but I will say like for example like I got to my first job and like they asked me this question about like this sanitizer and I was like oh my god like I was like I don't know but you know what thanks to my school I know where to look it up I yeah. have I have people that that can help me and I also I know the basic idea. I just exactly. have to do research, but I know now how to do research for that. Exactly. So that's why I feel like when some people, I feel like automatically are like, oh, you're not doing anything in your major. You know how many, how little people are doing stuff in their major. Really doctors and lawyers, of course, are because they, after their master's, but other people like, I don't know, even business majors, they go into it. You think they're actually learning what they did, took in their classes? No. And you know what? You're always applying stuff. You are but you always, don't even realize yeah, it. Yeah, you are. Like sometimes, and the only reason why I say this is because um, to my mom, I'll just start talking about protein and enzymes. And she's like, Julie, I like just don't understand what you're saying. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, you know, like. Yeah. So I definitely don't regret it. And I think I learned so much. I just like, my whole point was just like, I don't know if I want to be like more in like the nutrition side in the future, yeah. which is, I mean, no, I, I know that I want to be in that side, you know, yeah. like, and then like, I like the food like um building more than like food production I guess that's mm -hmm. a good way to say it yeah I mean there's so many different routes that's the thing with any major you're not stuck in it you can completely branch off of it and still use some of the things but you don't need to be stuck and I think some people are too wrapped up and you have to do exactly what you majored in for the rest of your life and it's like that's not true well me being an international student though like now that I bring that up, it is a little hard because in order to work in the United States, we have to stay in our major. Really? So, you can't go outside your major? No. So in order to for me to have my OPT, which is like my work visa, with not my work visa, I guess it's like my permission to work on my student visa, um, you have to say, do a job that is strictly correlated to your major. Really? Oh my gosh, I did not know that. Yeah. So how can you... Can you not veer off then so at like, all? Or? I mean, you can like, so it's basically like you have to like file this thing where you explain uh, what you're doing and how it like is correlated to your major. But for example, food technology, I had 10 credits of business classes and then I had so many credits of nutrition. So I could be doing things like that. But in general, like if I wanted to go be a recruiter, yes, no, I could not be doing that. Or like go in the fashion industry or something? Definitely not. Or like wow. work at I don't know the Yankee Stadium. Like, so do be you like, have to become a resident then to be able to do that, or a citizen, or yes, or I would apply to a job at a company that provides like that will like apply for a visa for me and get like okay. an H one B visa, which is like work a work visa. Okay. Instead of being on my student visa. Okay, because you're still on your student visa. Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna have my student visa until my OPT is over, 
which is usually a year for many people, but because I am a STEM student, mm-hmm. um, I get three years. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Okay, wow. I did not know that. That's crazy. I know. It's a little hard, though, because you feel... Honestly, the whole work searching process for an international student is very stressful and it's been really hard and it has taken a toll on me and I'm just glad it's over. Why is it stressful? Like what were you experiencing? So first of all, like it's very on you. Like they don't tell you a lot. So once you start finding things out, you start finding more and more and more and it's really stressful. And then the day you graduate, your grace period starts. And that means that you have 60 days to apply to your OPT. Once your OPT is out, you are on hold. So basically you cannot leave the country because if you leave the country, they can see it as like you are abandoning your application. So you have to stay in the country usually. Some people leave and still get it, but it's like a risk. Yeah, it's recommended. Yeah. If you get your OPT. So the OPT usually, they say it takes three months, but you also have no updates at all. So if you get a job before you get your OPT, you, can even, you cannot even tell them when you're going to start work. That's crazy. You just have to and wait. people aren't going to want to hire you if no, you, they, they don't, don't know when you're going to start. Exactly. And it makes it really hard. And then they already don't want to hire someone that has to leave in a year or three unless you get a visa. Yeah. And, and besides that, then you don't even know when you're going to start. And the, and they don't give you any updates. Like if I call and ask, they're just like, we received your application. Like, that's it. Um, that's so, do they tell you a time range at all? No. They usually say it usually takes three months, but I've already been waiting for three months and I haven't gotten it. You still haven't gotten it. Yeah. So you just have to wait. And then once you get it, you can start working. But that's the other thing. If you don't have a job once you get it, you get three months to get a job. And if not, you have to leave the country immediately. So what if like, you know, like, let's say that I moved to New York for this job and um, I get fired or whatever. It doesn't work out. I have three months to get a job or I have to leave my lease and probably have to pay that out and I have to like abandon everything. And not only that, but while you wait for your OPT and you cannot work or have any source of income, you have to pay for rent and you have to live. That's crazy. I yeah. know. So. Yeah, you legally can't be working right now. I no. mean, without your OPT. Yeah, exactly. So I just have to be spending money <laughs> because that's all I can do. You know, like yeah. I have to pay for rent and stuff, but I have to be not working and just I mean honestly like full disclosure like I've gone through my savings you know like Mm -hmm. I mean it's hard like yeah just doing anything because you're like I don't want to spend my money but I also you literally have no choice yeah like to live exactly so if some people just like don't have that like ability you know like economically and yeah it's like really hard and that's when you feel like it's really unfair and it's just hard because we, I feel like everyone just like understands that immigration is like a sensitive topic and that it's just like hard mm-hmm. to, you know, like control. But if people are trying to do it the right way and it's still this hard, like it's kind of like it unmotivates you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's worth it. I'm not I'm not saying anything about like in the end, it's so worth it. And I am just, you know, I'm doing it and I'm going to be so happy and just, you know, like I'm going to learn so much and basically like one of the best countries in the world like Mm -hmm. or if not the best so I mean I'm very thankful I just wish they would try to make it a little easier or help you know like I don't know it just seems like they're like now you just have to wait yeah no update I just give an update something that's insane it has made me like super anxious just because um at least like for example like going through the application process like some people would once I told them like I don't know when I can start. I'm waiting for my OPT. I'm international. Some people wouldn't even call me back. Wow. Yeah. So do you feel like 
going back to, I mean, this can be for school, for jobs, whatever, but do you feel like you've been treated differently being an international student? Just in general, it doesn't necessarily just have to be for jobs, but um, even going through college. Honestly, yes and no. Like in some things like my internships and my jobs, yes. And sometimes socially, I could tell that people were just like, like, for example, I remember like walking into my chemistry classes sometimes and people like just not wanting to be like my partners because they thought that I wasn't going to be that smart or something like that. And I was like, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. but then in other things, like, well, I remember one time, like I went up to my professor and I was like, hi, like, I think I didn't get like the best grade I could have gotten in this. Like English is not my first language. And I really just didn't understand what you were trying to ask. And he was like, I don't care. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's I don't know. It's like some things. Yes. And then some things. No. Because there yeah. he was just treating me like just any yeah, other students. Yeah. And you know what? I took it. But so in some things, I feel like I did feel it. And then in some things, I was like, oh, I wish I wish right now, you know, like they would treat me differently. So, yeah, you don't have any moments that you're like, oh, this person treated me differently. Yeah. I mean, that's good. I feel like um, I surrounded myself with good people. You did. So, yeah, I'm happy about that. And honestly, like, for example, like you, I mean, you had a Hispanic mom and, uh, you know, that from Europe. So, like, you know, you're used to that, too. I feel yeah. like you never thought of me as different. Like, Oh, no. And that's what, it, like, I don't know. I just I got... honestly thought me and you were the most similar out of, like, all of my friends. Exactly. You know, like, so I don't know. I mean, I'm just thankful that, you know, God put in my, like, surroundings, like, people that have been so special to me and have not treated me differently because that would have been really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's really, really good. And what are your long-term goals? So, I know this is a scary question. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> five years, ten years down the line. Like, what What are just some things? It doesn't even have to be five or ten years, but just what are some things that you want to accomplish? So, I am going to call these my dreams mm-hmm. because that's what they are to me. Hopefully, I'll accomplish them. I want to have my own restaurant. That's, like, my absolute dream. It's always been my dream. Um, and I feel like I'm in the center of, like, the best place for food, honestly. Like, yeah, New York New is York. just... So hopefully, I mean, one day, um, I am actually trying to, well, not actually trying to, I'm starting. Yeah, you are not trying, you're doing. Yeah, I'm starting uh, my own movement, which is, uh, so I'm starting off with this ebook and like a website and you're actually helping me with this. So this is kind of cool. I, we're like, I'm starting this book where I'm talking about mental health and the relationship with food and how to, you know, like. Be at a really good weight and feel really good about yourself, but also reduce anxiety and not feel bloated and just be happy with yourself and and have a good connection with food, like kind of like a meditation over a responsibility mm-hmm. and a burden. And I think that's something very important that people need to understand. But I'm also sharing knowledge about nutrition and what is good for your body and what isn't and what should you try to do every day to help your body and help digestion. So. I think um, those are my, my, my two goals for now. Like, hopefully start my own restaurant and then be able to succeed in this movement that I'm trying to start and help people, honestly. Like, I just want to help and inform people. I feel like... Especially with food, so many people don't know anything. And they have no idea. And people follow trends. Like, I mean, think back to even decades ago when, like, zero carbs were popular and low fat and no sugar and all of these diets and fads and... 
people just did them because they thought that they would work because carbs are bad so we should not eat carbs or and now it's the opposite now it's like i know so i think life is about balancing things and that's like something that you really need to apply to food because it's all about a balance so you know Mm -hmm. like i can guarantee that like the skinniest of models like eat desserts for example you know like yeah you just have to be able to balance it and honestly you have to go into it with a good attitude whenever i truly believe in like whenever you're too focused on losing weight, for example, you're not going to lose as much weight as you can because you're yeah. too focused on that. You're, like, desperate in a way, you know, like, and you're yeah. expecting results right away. And so, I don't know. I mean, these are all topics that I feel like we'll, we can target another time, but um, those are definitely my goals for now. Um, I mean, I just moved to New York City. That was one of my goals at some point in my life, so I'm slowly accomplishing them. Um, graduated college. Graduated college and starting my own product. Um, yeah. Because I am from Costa Rica and my family does produce coffee in Costa Rica. I eventually want to import my coffee too. I mean, that's something I would really like to do. So I think I'm just like, have like that kind of personality that is just like an entrepreneur, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I just want to be able to share my knowledge with people. Yeah, I'm so excited for it. And if you guys want to have an update, definitely be sure to follow her. I'll obviously plug all your stuff and everything like that in the show notes, but yeah, I'm really, really excited for you to start this because I feel like it's going to do so well. And we're also going to have Julie back on the podcast once it's launched and talk all about nutrition. Yes. So I think this was a great introduction for her because you got to explain like who you are and where you came from. But I'm really excited for you to talk about nutrition and more nutrition-based questions and just inform us. And I also think part of what I'm, I'm enjoying so much about this is that I get to work with a friend. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm doing this you're helping me and you're like guiding me and it's just so much fun. Yeah. A meeting doesn't feel like a meeting. It just feels like, oh, I get to talk to my friend, you know, yeah, like. Yeah, we can catch up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I think I'm just doing all the things I love, you know, sharing my knowledge, hanging out with my friends, uh, sharing my recipes and my food and, you know, like, I don't know. It's yeah. it's fun. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for it to come out. Last question. What is the single greatest piece of advice that you've ever been given? Oh, wow. Okay, that's a hard question. I know. I never know what to think. I always have, like, this one quote that I say. Um, I think um, my dad has always told me, never give up on yourself. You're, you can, you're great enough to accomplish anything you want. Mm-hmm. But anything you want will require hard work. Yeah. And I think, I think either that or don't hesitate to ask for help when you need it. And he's always told me, like, your family's always there. We're mm, always going to have sweet. you there. And don't hesitate to ask for help. And I think that's, those are two good advices to always have in life. Don't ever give up on your dreams. Work okay, hard and yeah. you will succeed. And don't hesitate to reach out to people. Don't, like, it's not fun to be alone. It's not fun to feel alone. And people are always there for you. So. Yeah, that is so true. I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on my podcast. And what do you want to plug? So, like, plug your Instagram. Right. Uh, so follow me on Instagram. My Instagram account is uh, Juliana Bernini. My name is spelled a little weird, so just go on Natalie's. Like it's with a G I U. Yeah. So it's L I A N A. Yeah. So not two ends or anything like that. I don't know. People kind of struggle with that. Yeah. I feel like that's where I'm more active right now, and yeah. I am gonna start putting updates about my ebook and my movement soon and my website. So definitely try to follow me on that so that I can update you. And honestly, if anyone ever just needs advice or someone to talk to or like want to ask something about you know like food or anything I'm always honestly just I'm there like I yeah I don't think I've ever ignored a DM in my life if that's anything like yeah so yeah 
um, I'm always there. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again so much. And I'm so happy that we got to record. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. This was fun. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Let me know what you guys thought. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram. She is posting all about food, all about nutrition. So if you guys want to learn how to live a healthy lifestyle, then follow her on Instagram. Also, I'm going to have her on this podcast again because I wanted this one to really, really highlight her as an international student and just talking about that. But I want the next podcast to be a little bit more informative and talking about healthy eating and a healthy lifestyle. And I keep saying healthy, but really in a healthy way because there are so many diets and fads out there that I personally don't agree with. So if you guys want to ask her any questions for the next podcast episode, then DM me, DM her, add it in the private Facebook group. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to follow Julie, especially if you want to learn more about a healthy lifestyle. And I will see you guys next Monday on another episode of The Real Real Podcast. Bye guys. Hey, my name is Lovon Roomf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.